The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Talking Halos. I'm your host today, Jared Timms, and I'm joined alongside my co-host, my partners in crime, Nate Green and Derek C. Apollo. Derek, how'd I do? Living the dream, almost there, almost to the very end of the first semester in school. So I'm ready for some break, and hopefully that means some more fun watching some hot stove. Maybe it's a little slow. It's a little bit slow right now. I'll say that. Nate, how you doing? Doing well. Just you know, just like everyone else, waiting for something to happen. All right, don't yell at me there. Don't yell at me there, guy. All right. So. Guys, just want to thank everybody so much for watching and listening to this podcast here at Talking Halos. You can go ahead and follow us on all our social medias, X, since it's now X, Instagram and Facebook. Follow us, or actually don't follow us. Um, you can subscribe to us at anywhere you want to listen to us. If you're listening to us, if you're watching us, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Hit the uh, hit that bell, as they say on YouTube. Um, go ahead and follow us on all our, our follow. <laughs> Derek, I am in. I am. Man, so you're having a rough one today. I I am intimidated right now that I'm running this with you here, so I'm losing it right now. I swear, for those who watch this daily, you know I'm not this bad at this, but give me a second here. You can follow me on X at Jared underscore Tim's Nate at Nate Green 34 Derek at DC Apollo. Did I get it right, Derek? I think it's you DC did. Apollo. Perfect. You guys, give us one second. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. 
That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. All right, let's get it rolling here. Fellas, I got a question for you. I asked this on Twitter. I'm going to ask you guys here. I gave it four app, four options. Who would you rather sign? And those who are watching us on YouTube play along as well. Would you rather sign Cody Bellinger or Yamamoto? Would you rather sign B, Blake Snell and Jorge Soler? Would you rather sign C, Imanaga and Teoscar Hernandez? Or would you rather sign D, J.D. Martinez, J- Jordan Hicks, and Tim Anderson? You got four on, different man. categories there. So you're, you're talking about each... You know, we could choose a combo, you, or you are we saying one versus the other? A, a, B, C, or D on that category, on, on all those right there. What was A again? A is Cody Bellinger or Yasunobu Yamamoto. B. That's the only or. Everything that's else the only is- or. Everything else. So you have to pick one of those two guys. B is Blake Snell and Jorge Soler. D, C is, I, I don't know the kid's name, Imanaga, the left. I believe he's the lefty from. Yeah. Uh, from yeah. Japan that's coming over, um, and Teoscar Hernandez, the DH outfielder of the Mariners, or D, J.D. Martinez, Jordan Hicks, I'm and so Tim Anderson. So you got quite a, quite a few different answers there, Derek. I'll let you think about it because you're you're losing your you're losing yourself. My, my my everything just went crazy here. Right? This has been like a, a podcast of crap in terms of everything happened the first five minutes. Sorry, folks. It's not our usual way of doing things. So go, Nate. Nate, take it. I'll let you. I'll let you. I'll let you handle this here. Yeah, uh, a for me. I I think Cody Bellinger makes this lineup so much better. They they need Cody Bellinger. They need someone in the middle of the order. I don't think Yamamoto is even possible right now with with uh, the Mets and Yankees and Dodgers and and everyone. Obviously, he's still possible, but it, it just feels like the Angels are probably eighth, ninth, tenth on this on. Uh, on Yamamoto's list, so it doesn't feel real possible. I think you might be able to get a steal with Cody Bellinger. I do. I think right now the the market is really low. Um, There's not too many. I I don't see too many teams in on Cody Bellinger. What? Angels and you could say Cubs maybe, but like. What about the rumors that he's asking for 200 mil? Has that been verified? 200 200 mil doesn't bother me. That's 20 mil a year. But but that's for one good year after a couple years of crap. Okay, I'm willing to take that. I'm just, risk. I'm just playing devil's advocate here. I know, and I'm, I'm willing to take that risk. The dude, the dude claims he was injured and goes, "Hey, Dodgers are trying to have me play through injury." I did, and we all saw the injury when, when he went to try and uh, after the home run in Texas uh, in 2020, he, uh, he messed up his shoulder. We all saw the injury there, and the Dodgers had him try to play through it. He couldn't play through it. He didn't play well, and 
just never really got fully healthy, goes to the Cubs on a one-year deal, fully healthy and plays really well. So I don't, I don't understand why more teams aren't in on this. Dude is young, athletic, can play multiple positions, can play the middle of the diamond, can play center field, can play first, can play both corners of the outfield if you need him to, and plus he can hit the middle of the order, left-handed bat. I, I just think it makes a whole lot of sense, and there's no more shift. Like he, He's getting a couple extra hits every year because the shift is uh, basically gone, not not 100% gone, but you know, partially gone. So I'm in on Cody Bellinger. I think he makes this lineup a lot better. I think he makes so much sense for the Angels. Especially if Nolan Changewell, like, why are we here saying that Nolan Changewell is automatically a starting first base? What happens if he's he's hitting 170 after the first two months of the year? Are we just going to ride that out? I think I, well, I think when you're talking about Bellinger, he's more valuable in the outfield. So oh, he more, is absolutely. You, you, you want to talk? You probably talk like, hey, Jury's a first, sure, Jury's playing fine. first base or something but, like that. But I'm just so, saying, like, it, it opens yeah. up so many more options for you just having him on the roster. Because now it allows Drury to go play first base. Now it allows Bellinger mm-hmm. could play first base on a couple of days if he needs to. He could play center field if if Trout needs a day to just kind of DH. He could play left. He could play right. I would prefer him to play center the entire time. But there's just so much versatility with him. He's young. He's athletic. That he just makes so much sense for this team. I'm going. I'm going with Yamamoto, and I, I think the only reason why the Angels aren't being talked about Yamamoto is, is, is the lack of ever in Angels part. I don't really, and that's perceived by the way, we never know what the Angels are doing until they do it a lot of times. And that's sometimes really good. And sometimes really frustrating because it really kind of makes you think, you know, what's going on with this club. Um, They've needed a frontline starter for years outside of Otani. They've needed somebody to be dominant in front. And this is what Yamamoto has potential of being. So at 25 years old, top of his game the the belief is he's everything that he's being said he is and, and so go in there go get the guy and, and make it happen but if i just want to say that if that doesn't happen i agree actually with nate that if if, if he's that far out there where you can't get him yeah go go get bellinger i think he wants to, i think bellinger wants to be in socal you know that that's so go get him he fits a lot of he fits in a lot of places. You guys selling me on Bellinger for sure. Um, That's my the, job. The, the, goal, the goal is Yamamoto when I look at this list, obviously. Of course. I, 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 it's hard to it's hard to, very, like, to say that the Angels are really in on him, though Derek brings up a good point. Um, I'm, not in on, I'm not in on Blake Snell at all. I'd, I'd prefer the Angels. If the Angels are pushing for starters, just go and get somebody else. Besides Blake Snell, just you know, spread that around the around the rotation or do do whatever because I'm I'm not in on Blake Snell. Well, um, hold on, stop, 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 stop. I, explain why because I, I we're seeing a lot of social media push both for and against Snell. Yeah. Let's explain the perspective as to why it's not the world's best idea. I think I think Blake Snell is going to cost too much for what he is what he's worth. He's it, this is a very similar and now what I'm going to compare it to is is not fair. But to the Trevor Bauer 2020 year, where Trevor Bauer had a really, really good, you know, 2020 season, which was 60 games long. You look at Blake Snell, he's been been good in his career. Yes, he won the Cy Young last year, um, but he's just such an inconsistent pitcher. You don't know what you're going to get from him year in, year out. Um, I know Nate's looking up stats right now. He has he thrown. Well, I already know games? the stats, but I'm looking them up just to make sure. Has he thrown? The, the, my question would be: How many times has he thrown over 150 innings in his career? 
You that know, would the be Angel... the that would be the two times he won Cy Young. Okay, so when he throws over 150 innings in his in his career, he's a one of the best pitchers in in the game. When he doesn't, that's that's the issue there. Um, I'm I'm not I'm not against it. I'd prefer that the Angels don't do it though. Let's 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 go with that. I, I'm I'm just not in on Blake Snell. I think that he's old. He's older. He's going to only be getting. He's only going to be getting older, obviously, as as the years progress. I think he's going to ask for six, seven, eight years, which puts him at if he's thirty one, I believe this thirty one. Uh, yeah, if he's thirty one, that puts him at thirty seven, thirty eight. We get the Angels get two good years of him, and he's going to be asking for, I would assume, very similar to what thirty. He's going to be asking for twenty five to thirty a year because he's coming off winning a Cy Young. It's just a lot for an aging left handed pitcher. Um, and you know he's going to lose velo. You know he's going to lose a little touch on everything, and that's just not what I think the Angels need to build around right now. Well, I'm going to follow up what you're saying because, uh, you know, all three of us played fantasy baseball this last year, and I actually became much, very much uh, an admitted addict. In doing so, I was following all the podcasts and all the metrics and everything, and the one thing that was very consistent with Blake Snell was um, – Two things happen. One, he always starts off early. He starts off awful, like his first two months of the year before he sells him. But two, if you look at his metrics, his metrics don't make sense for how he is in the mound. What I mean is the 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 deeper numbers don't he shouldn't be as good as he is. Let's say this. And at 31 years old, you probably got two or three more good years out of him. But the moment with with the metrics behind it, the moment that something slips, he loses velocity on the fastball, he loses on his breaking ball, all that stuff that's hidden in the background on him comes to the surface. And have we not seen this already? We saw this with, you know, we had a, an Albert Pujols who was showing signs of issues his last year in St. Louis, and they sign him, and, they, and we get what we got. We never got the prime Pujols. And now, unfortunately, we're starting to see some of those same things out on Mike Trout. So do we really want to attach, you know, do we want to see the team attach themselves to another long-term contract like this when you can go out there and get someone who's 25 years old? We can try anyways to get them. I I would much rather they even suck it up, go with younger arms and wait to get back in it next year than go below $300 million on Blake Snow or $200 million. Yeah, and, and also, I mean, you bring up a good point. Like, Blake Snell's going to be probably a good pitcher for the next three, four years. I, I truly believe the Angels' window then, like, is basically when Snell is getting older, and that just hurts to build around this, the core that the Angels have. So, yeah, no, I, I'm not in. And, Nate, I know you got stats. Go ahead. Don't well, worry. yeah, well, and if you if you go based on the mean of what Blake Snell actually is, like, career year last year, right? Like, he had a... Uh, batting average against F one eighty one. He's he's closer to a a two twenty guy, um, so that's forty point difference. Mm-hmm. He also walked ninety nine guys last year. How do you walk ninety nine guys and have a two point two five ERA? Like that's a lot of traffic on the bases and, and a lot of guys getting outs with first and second bases loaded. A lot of those kind of things. Which my comp for him is Dylan Cease. If you look at Dylan Cease's Cy Young year in twenty twenty two. Almost identical, not as many walks, but you look at him, 190 average against, he walked 78 guys, he also struck out a lot of guys, had his career year, uh, 184 innings, which is right about where Snell threw, and he had 2-2 ERA. Snell had 2-2-5. This year, 
Cease's numbers went closer to what he actually is, and he was uh, batting average against was 250, which is probably a little high. He's probably a little bit closer to, to the 225, 230 range. He still walked the same amount of guys, and his ERA went all the way up from 2-2 to 4-5-8. So I think if you look at the numbers, Snell is more likely to have a rough year next year than to have a, a good year just based on the numbers and, and what he's shown because the odds on his batting average being low again and his walks being up and his runs allowed being being down, it's just not a good combo. Those things don't typically go together very often. That's part of the underlying metrics I was referring to. That doesn't line up with what. So you're you're bringing that right to the surface. Now, one thing to think about with him is a lot of those walks came in that first two two and a half months of the season. But that's probably the most critical part. Can they just get off to a good start with him behind them on the mound when he's wild those first two months before he settles in for the season? He does this every year. It's like clockwork with Snell. He's hot garbage for the first part of the season, then then fixes it. Can you really wait for that? I don't think no. you can. Well, here, here, here's one other thing bef- before we move on here. Um, w- one other thing with Blake Snell, and you brought it up with the Cody Bellinger thing. There is no shift anymore. You cannot, you, you don't get to help your, and I air quote, help your pitchers out mm-hmm. anymore with the shift. And the Angels, as we know, have traditionally not been a, done a very good job. And I brought this up when, when they banned the shift, is that this is going to hurt the Angels a lot in the scouting department. Um, on where to play guys. Now, Angels are bringing in Ron Washington, an absolute defensive guru, so that might change a little bit. However, when it comes to the scouting department, that's the thing that worries me. And, and I mean, even talking about bringing a guy like Dylan Cease, trading for Dylan Cease, or or signing, um, you know, Blake Snell like this, those guys who, who tend to, you know, get hit a lot or um, are, are luckier pitchers like that. Tyler Anderson. Like, like we saw last year. Tyler Anderson, another good example, which would be mm. interesting to see if Tyler Anderson improves a little bit with, with Ron Washington's better defense behind him a little bit more. Um, But yeah, the, those are the kind of the things that worry me when you bring guys like that to the Angels, especially wanting that amount of money. Like I said, everything points is, points to a red flag for me. If, if if there was a trend to not keep for Artie to continue to not pay on pitching, it would hopefully be on this on this guy for for me in my opinion. Um, now I I almost lean towards towards the C answer a little bit. I agree on Bellinger. I agree on Yamamoto. Those are easy answers. Now I I look a little bit at that C answer. You can yes, you bring in another left handed pitcher. It gives you the opportunity to trade away one of those left handed pitchers as well if you want to maybe get you know, a little bit younger and in the Imanaga side of things. Repeat those options again. Repeat the options for C. It was Imanaga and Teoscar Hernandez. Teoscar Hernandez, who you get a middle of the order bat who can play the outfield. Yes, DH a little bit. You can trade away maybe one of your outfielders and and Taylor Ward if you wanted to. He's 33, is he not? Who? Imanaga? Teoscar Hernandez. Teoscar, yeah, you you do get – I I was meaning more you you get a little bit – you can get a little bit younger on the pitching side of things with Imanaga, who's a little bit younger. But uh, thirty, thirty, a little, little bit younger. I thought he was thirty-three. No, no, Imanaga's thirty. So, Teoscar. I mean, I, I I like the bat with Teoscar. Um, I, I'm not sold on it. It's it's an interesting option in C, and then and then D D for me is a nice is a perfect off season for the Angels if you get Bellinger or if you get Yamamoto, like or D that is if if you're able to sign Bellinger and then you go and get JD Jordan Hicks and and Tim Anderson, it's like wow, like the Angels had a pretty Pretty good offseason. The Angels might be looking at contending this next this next year. I don't even That's, think you need J- JD if you get if you get Bellinger. No, I 
Yeah, I, I'm not I'm not fully in on Bell and, on on JD because of the DH aspect, and I think you need to keep that position open with how injury prone the Angels have gotten and giving guys days off and things like that. So, um, but I think if you combine D with one of the answers above, you're having a pretty damn good offseason. But again, that's a perfect offseason. Like if the Angels aren't having a per- aren't going to have a perfect offseason. Perfect offseason. <laughs> that's that, an interesting thing to say given what we just saw in the last two weeks. Yeah. Yep. No, I, I, I'm in I'm in full agreement. So I don't know if you guys have anything else to say on this question or maybe want to add any other players in that, uh, that you'd like the Angels to sign. So let me ask a question just overall. What those are some of the the possibilities you're mentioning. What's what's what do you think is really going to happen here? What, what, do you think I don't think the Angels just sit back and do nothing? My gosh, with the, with the fan base. Jump off a cliff if they did that. What, what are they going to do? The, the quieter, the better. Um, I think at the moment, I think that, I mean, we've been saying this all off season. I was expecting, and I, and I, I didn't think about, I didn't think Otani was going to, was going to stall things out this badly, but I, I, the way that Perry has worked in the past the, or earlier, the better, um, you know, and we've had podcasts very early in the off seasons that, you know, are talking about t- signing certain players and things like that. So Otani definitely hurt that. Um, I'm surprised that we haven't really started heating up not we, but the, the the market hasn't heated up a little bit more. Mm-hmm. They could be waiting on Yamamoto a little bit. I know there's some big teams in on him, probably a third of the league's in on Yamamoto. We don't know about Bellinger. It doesn't seem like there's a lot of open spots for him. Snell, there's we might be waiting. There's a lot of teams, it feels like, with Bellinger. Yeah, Snell we might be waiting on a little bit. But, I mean, for the most part, those big names, you, you, you're not really waiting on a lot of those big names. Um, so, to what the angels are going to do, you know, Artie's going to want to make some type of splash. Right. Um, so, I mean, it wouldn't surprise, wouldn't surprise me if they went and randomly signed a big, a big bat in Cody Bellinger. Um, I, I don't think, I don't think they signed Snell. Um, but I mean, if you're going Bellinger and they've been linked to Stroman, I mean, we we're going to talk about this here in, in, yeah. in a little bit, but you know, they've been linked to, to Stroman here a little bit um, in the past. I'm I like that, you know, bringing in a, a a righty who's been to the postseason and knows knows how to pitch in in big games. You know, I'm I'm all I'm all for that. Um, I think they're going to add a pitcher, and I think they're going to add some more bullpen pieces. Obviously, they they definitely need to add one more bat. Um, so I expect I fully expect them to add four. I I, I expect them to add four players like that equal eighty million dollars. <laughs> so however you want to sprinkle that around, you go ahead and do that if that's. You know, paying Bellinger thirty million dollars a year, whatever you think he's going to get, plus three twenty-five max. What whatever you think he's going to get? Um, How much max? Twenty-five max. I think twenty-five a year. I think two fifty is the highest he gets. Ten for twenty-five a year. I mean, yeah. it's not a hor- not a horrible deal. You save you're saving a lot of money by not bringing back Shohei Otani. Um, you technically have a pick to give up if you really want to go sign one of those big names. You get the Shohei Otani pick in the second round, anyways. Um, I'd prefer them not go and sign one of those, you know, one of those guys who got the qualifying offer. But um, yeah, I expect them to be very, very active fairly soon. I mean, it sounds like it's heating up a little bit as, as, as we're sitting here. So, I think the first, well, which, which is the first shoot to drop? You think it'll be? I'm thinking it's Snell. Yeah, Snell makes sense. I mean, the reports coming out about Yamamoto recently saying that he's going to wait till after New Year, which doesn't surprise me. You start not not a lot will happen here in the next two weeks um, until after New Year, and then you'll start seeing it pick up again. So I think Snell if Snell, I think actually it ends up being Yamamoto. Just looking at the time, unless we start getting something here within the next week or in the next like 
couple days before Christmas here, I, I, it might be Yamamoto that actually, you know, breaks the seal. Should be traditionally usually is the top guy is the one who breaks it. But we thought that with Otani and didn't happen. It, it, it heated up a little bit. You saw some guys, you saw some pieces fall. Yeah, it wasn't the big pieces some, that you liked, but you saw some, some middling guys, but nothing yeah. that was like, Oh, Oh my gosh. Oh, oh the world just changed. Yeah. No, I, 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 it'll be interesting. I think it's, I think it's Yamamoto though. At, after the, after the new year, um, to be honest, I think again, we start seeing it slow down here in the next. Hey, what about you? I think Blake Snell's the guy to sign first. I think he signs with the Giants. That's my prediction because the Giants know they're out on Yamamoto. They just kind of go the other way and say, you know what, we can't get him, so we're going to get at our guy, um, fit our ballpark, things like that. If I'm the Angels, perfect offseason, different than what I think is going to happen. I see them getting, I, I see them making a splash because already needs to make a splash. I truly think it's Cody Bellinger. I don't think there are many teams, and that's not just because I want Cody Bellinger. That's because I don't see many teams fit Cody Bellinger, and I know Scott Boris knows how to get his money, and so he's going to do his job and get his money for his client. So I think the Angels are the team that's going to be the the guys who are going to end up with Bellinger. Mm-hmm. I see them signing like a Mike Clevenger, and I know that's not an exciting name, and people are going to be like, are you kidding me? This is not what I want to happen. This is what I think is going to happen because this is a very Angels move. Clevenger coming off his injuries, things like that. Hey, maybe we give him a one year, seven and a half to $10 million. Hey, maybe he pitches really well. If he pitches well, we'll be good. If he doesn't, well, we can trade him at the deadline. Just the typical Angels move. And then going to get some some random reliever where it's like, okay, makes sense. Does it really make sense? No, but I, I think they'll go get one more reliever. Um, could be a Brad Hand type of guy. Could be a... Uh, a Matt Barnes type of someone like that, where it's like, eh, doesn't really move the needle, but it's another arm. Uh, and I think that's probably where their off season will end. We'll see. We will, I guess we'll see where it goes from there. So um, just want to dive into some angels news because we do have a little bit of angels news. Uh, make, they make two minor league signings, one coming from a Christian young minor league deal. Probably not a lot of people know him. Uh, he's going to sit low to mid nines, little slider on that side on, uh, on the pitching front. Uh, played his last three years in indie ball. Uh, kind of a kind of a fun story. This will be his first attempt at minor league pro ball. He played indie ball, so he played pro ball, um, but first stint in pro pro baseball. Um, so it'll be cool to see that story. And then the Angels also signed Tehran Guerrero, former top prospect uh, with quite a few different teams, Miami. Um, comes to mind. I think he came up with Chicago, Chicago. Yeah. Um, San Diego. Yeah. Quite a, quite a few, quite a few teams there Um, has bounced around for sure. Last was in the Mexican league, but known for the high velocity fastball kicks it up to under 200, 304 miles an hour. So um, getting a little bit older though. I think he's 33 now. So we'll see if the velo sticks around, but regardless, if he's still upper nines, um, not a bad guy to look at. If you think you can find the zone with him, that's always the biggest thing. Derek, I know you asked this in the last podcast, why these guys don't sign? It's going to be finding the strike zone with 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 Tehran uh, Guerrero on this side of stuff. So let's get on to the rumor mill, like we mentioned before. Um, Robert Murray uh, fan side came out on a podcast last night. Credible source: Robert Murray is um, saying the Angels spoken with Marcus Stroman today. The uh, John Paul John Morosi came out and said the Angels have also spoken with. Blake Snell's camp on that side of front and are very aggressive on the starting pitching front. 
I want to hear your guys' thought on this. I know we just talked about Blake Snell, but we can dive into the Marcus Stroman side of stuff or if there's any other pitchers that we think Angels might uh, might push after. So, um, Nate, I'll start with you. How do you feel about Marcus Stroman? I know, again, kind of broken down a little bit, but... Yeah, I actually don't mind the signing. I think if, if the Angels can get him, I think he makes a lot of sense. Um, not a true ace, again... If he if he started game one in a postseason, the Angels are probably underdogs in twelve of those fifteen games. Uh, if some of those teams miraculously made the playoffs, like the A's, that would probably be one of the teams that they'd be favored against. But you know, he's a postseason guy. He's been there. He's done that. He's pitched in some big games. Pitched for he throws he throws the ball well. Like competitive guy. Um, I don't think he would take a lot of money. Like that's the one thing I don't think he's sitting mm-hmm. there asking for twenty million. I think it's in that fifteen million range. Uh, I saw I saw a number where it was three for thirty three, and I was like, if it's three for thirty three or four for forty four. Heck, I'm running to the bank getting forty four right now and saying let's do it because eleven mil a year is a steal for him. That is Tyler Anderson money for a guy ten times better than Tyler Anderson. Um, so I think he makes a lot of sense. He brings that bulldog mentality to the rotation, which the Angels have always been looking for, a dude to just kind of be like, hey, I don't care. I'm just going to go out and do my job instead of, you know, the crybaby this and crybaby that that they've had on the mound lately. Uh, so I think he makes a lot of sense, and I think um, he's just he's been a, a real pro ever since leaving New York. I think that was kind of the big question mark with him a couple of years ago. Was he going to be able to be a professional? And I think we've seen him grow up and, and do things the right way the last couple of years. So I'd, I'd be willing to take the chance on him. One, one cool thing you mentioned when it comes to Stroman, um, he reminds me a lot of like the Michael Lorenz and the Noah Syndergaard type of signing where he, he leads his staff. You know, the Angels are still a very young staff um, and need that type of type of experience on board. Um, he get he makes them deeper. And I think that, I mean, if you would line up a good Patrick Sandoval, we what? What's up, Derek? No, you stole my point. Did I? That's, oh, actually, that's exactly where I was Damn going. It. I'm sorry. Because that's exactly what he did in Chicago. He made that Chicago staff so yeah. much better. He led that staff there. Steel and that's gets the number one. Because of him and, you know, all, yeah. all the young guys just were able to take that next step forward because yeah. he was able to just be like, hey, this is what it's like to be a pro. He didn't have any antics in Chicago. Like, that was kind of the one thing that I was looking for out of, out of Stroman. Could he keep the antics out of what he does? Like, almost like the Tim Anderson thing where it's like, hey, if he can come here and – and not cause fights, then like, we're great. Um, and I think that was something he was able to do in Chicago during his couple of years. There was um, just be able to keep a low profile and still be competitive without getting to that place where it's like, Hey, I need to start a fight every time I disagree with someone. I'm going to, I think what happened with Stroman, that was, that wasn't just a New York thing. He did. He was fine in Toronto. He had, you know, he had a very good reputation there, but not as, not as much. Nothing major. Every, everybody has their moments, especially when they're younger. But I mean, New York is a whole different issue. I mean, a lot of people go to New York and get, get problems there because it's New York, but we saw right away Chicago and what Chicago he did there. I mean, like he completely settled that staff down. So we talk about you. You brought Lorenzo, and you guys brought those guys, and I've, I'm I'm agreeing too much with Nate today. But he 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 nailed it. Like you know, there's 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 between what Anderson did here and what 
Strowman did in Chicago. And Anderson didn't bring that leadership. He didn't really bring anything to the table. He just was awful. Okay. But you know who was a guy there? Strowman, who stepped in there. And he's pretty much always been that guy. Never been a top line ace, but always a solid two or three. That's what he was in Toronto. He deserved more than what he got there. And it, they should, there was talk five years ago of the Angels going after mm-hmm. Strowman. Should have done it five years ago. He'd probably still be here. I'm in full agreement. I, I really like Marcus Stroman. Another name that comes that that I like that I and you're coming off some some injuries is Frankie Montas. Um, I wouldn't mind. I mean, we just mentioned the name guy like Michael Lorenzen. Bring him back. Like you, you make the instead of making the rotation top heavy, you need to get deeper, especially since you're going to a five man rotation. Not very many, not very many of these guys. In fact, I'd guess probably none of these guys have thrown over 160 innings in their career. That's on this rotation right now. You need to get some depth out of out, out of some of these guys, and because you're going to a five man rotation, I, I think a lot of people are forgetting that the Angels Angels need to get deeper. I wouldn't mind seeing a guy like Alex Wood if you don't mind going very lefty heavy in in the in the rotation. That's a that's a good name. And then same thing with a guy like James Paxton, um, veteran leader has been has pitched in big games before. I like I said I, I, I'm all for that. I know it's a lefty. I know, I know it's a lefty. Yeah, you, you just got you got to get deeper on the on the starting pitching front. Anderson um, has a bone to pick with you about the hundred and fifty innings he's done three times. By the way, Four, three times. All right. If you set expectations with Tyler Anderson as being the five guy and he's pitching one hundred fifty, I'm just saying there's hoping... somebody in the rotation who's done it. But yeah, that's fine. I think what you're what you're trying to say, and you're you're saying it in a different way. The Angels need to go out and get two guys on minor league deals that have starting pitching experience because it is very hard to count on guys to throw every fifth day that have not done it probably in their entire career. And there's, there could be a time where it's like, Hey, you know what? Like Detmers is a little tired. Still set is a little tired. We just got to throw him on the 15 day IL get, let him miss a couple starts. Let's call up. Zach, please, Zach. Let's call up Eric Lauer. Somebody like that who's willing to take a minor league deal for for a team and say, hey, come in, show us you can compete, and and be the first guy up when we need a guy. Because we have been turning to guys that you have never heard of all the time. Whenever there's an injury, it's like, oh, let's, let's just go to this guy. Well, he's pitched in the big six years ago for Miami when they won 36 games. Okay. Yeah, yeah, let's go to him. Oh, how about we go to this top prospect who's – 28 years old and hasn't done anything ever. Yeah, let's go to him. Like, we need to go to a guy who's been established big leaguer. Like, that's what they need. So, yes, they need to get a Marcus Stroman or somebody in this rotation, but they also need to get depth in the in AAA with a guy, probably two, who has actually pitched in the big leagues. Not none of this. Well, he he made one start in his career seven years ago for insert bad team here. They have uh, Jose Suarez. So, um, and yeah, there up. you go. That's what I'm talking about. That is not depth. That I, is I just, trash. I just threw up in my mouth. That is what I'm talking about. Oh. And Suarez has no option. So you're you're kind of screwed. Well, I mean, if he's if he's that bad, and you can let him go and sign him on a minor league con uh, minor league contract. No, pitch in AAA. And Eric Lauer. Eric Lauer <laughs> is a Hall of Famer if you put him next to Jose Suarez. All right, all right, all right, all right. Final thoughts. Zach Plesac is a Hall there, of Famer if you put him you, next to Jose. You're, you're losing. There will be. There will be plenty of of guys like that out there to dip around in. I mean, 
there are, but at the root of it, you'll get some at the top of the of the rotation. A lot of those problems will dissipate because someone's moving down. Your one right now is who? Detmers probably. Is he your one? Well, Sandoval. Your two. Sandoval. Uh, uh. <clears throat> either way, it's either way, it's ugly. So it's gonna it'll, it'll if you go get that that top guy we've been talking about, it starts to sort itself out some. The so. problem is with the moving guys down, the guys that you would move down are guys that have to be on the big league roster. Like That's Tyler true. Anderson, like you can't move him out, right? You would like to move him out. You can move him to the bullpen, but he's still got to be on the big league roster. Like the guy who would get bumped is Chase Silseth, and that's the guy who needs to be in this rotation. And because that, be kid, that kid is is arguably one of the best three pitchers on our staff right now. Um, Canning would be a guy that could get bumped out, and it's like, uh, I, I don't think he accepts an assignment. If, if, he gets, if he gets sent down, he's going to cry about it. He's not going to want to be here. You need someone who's got who who's got who understands their role as like, hey, I don't have other teams that want me in their rotation, but I know I can possibly pitch here instead of like trying to push a guy out because you can't move Detmers out, you can't move Silseth out, Sandoval, you can't move out. You're moving either Anderson or Canning out of the rotation. You're not moving Anderson off the team. So now you're looking at Canning and it's like I don't even know we can send him down. Uh, you you would have to check that. I, I I think he's out of options as well. So they're kind of in this in this rare spot where it's like yes they have bad pitching at the bottom of the rotation, but they can't get rid of it unless they're willing to eat some money or just let a guy go. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm with it. I'm trying to look that up. For, I'm I'm trying to look that up for you, but I don't think I'm going to be able to. Um. Keep an eye, keep keep an eye on Sam Bachman in the rotation. I think he's going to get all the chance in the world to start. And I know you're going to shake your head and be like, "Ah, he's a reliever." I think he's going to get all the chances in the reliever. I think he's going to get all the chances in the world to start to be a starter. Um, I, I don't think the Angels. We haven't talked about it. I don't think the Angels look at that starting pitching front or at the trade market. I just don't think they have enough to go get a front line starter um, without giving up something that they need to att- attempt to compete. Um, here this year. I don't think they give up a Neto. I don't think they give up an Ohapi, Shanwell, somebody like that. Um, now, if the Angels are competing come July, who knows? But I think at the moment, I, I, I can't see them going and in, in, in giving away any of those guys for Shane Bieber, Dylan Cease, you know, somebody like that, especially for what I the... What, I what don't the, want any of those guys. No. Well, especially for what the Rays gave up in, in the... in in yeah. the Or got back, should I say, in in the glass now trade. I just, they, the angels don't have a Ryan Pepe hot. <laughs> like that's, that's Zach Neto. You've been giving up Zach Neto in, in the deal, to be honest, when you look at value. So that's uh that, that's just, that can't happen. There's, there's no way the angels are, I mean, unless you're giving up 10 pieces, but I don't think the Rays are going to take the angels top 10 farm pieces, you know, for Tyler glass now. So you never know. Um, Derek, you got any final thoughts before I let everybody go? Nate, I already let you talk. So you're done. Turn time out. No, I, I right now go get your guy, and I, I, we we'll keep saying that they probably won't, but go get that guy, go get the big dog, bring him, get him in there. I mean, go hard to Yamamoto. That's that's my big goal. It's been my big goal. You need the top of line guy. We've been saying that for years, and so I want to see it. Yep. So from all of us here at Talking Halos, we want to thank you so much for watching and listening to this podcast here at Talking Halos. You can go ahead and follow us on all our social medias: Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can follow myself on. Twitter, Jared underscore Tim's Nate at Nate 34 Derek at DC Apollo. Guys, thank you so much for listening and watching. Have a great rest of your day.